Are you doing calisthenics? I'm stretching out the thoracic spine. <laughs> Am I doing calisthenics? Yeah, dude, I'm doing burpees. Do you know how to do calisthenics? I do. Do you do calisthenics every day? No. Why don't you do calisthenics every day? Because uh, I'm a devotee of Mike Mentor. Oh. Who's Mike Mentor? He's a guy. <laughs> I'm never going to be able to hear the word guy without thinking about Gerby Johnson saying, they a make baby a baby, is like a little which guy. is kind of like a little guy. <laughs> oh, man. You guys, are, you guys are in for a treat. Not today. Today, this show's going to suck. But down the line... <laughs> Down the line, we've got some we've got some fun stuff coming. We we've discovered some new tools that are going to help us be more entertaining than ever. I'm excited for you guys to see it. Cooper put in a lot of work today. What's up, Mai? Mai says, "Hello, fellow Zoomer, Matt." No, you see, I'm not the Zoomer. I I just get the Zoomers. Cooper, on the other hand, Cooper is a Zoomer. Oh, he says Cooper, not so much. I think he's, I think he's threatening your your Zoomer cred. I think he's trolling us. How dare he? I'm his chief. Yeah, chief Zoomer. This is insubordination. Mm hmm. Throw him overboard. <clears throat> Well, this is kind of a spontaneous stream that we decided to do um, because we wanted to do a stream. And I just got finished doing a three-hour stream for good friend of the show, Adam Patrick, on his show, The Age of Information. And that was a good one. I am excited for you guys to hear that. You should definitely go listen to it when it comes out. Um, the idea with the stream was it was supposed to be, so it was Adam and me, uh, Buck Johnson was supposed to be there. Buck um, ended up having plans with his, with his female friend. So he abandoned us. Um, but fortunately. Simp. Simp. <laughs> because, because our dear friend, Uncle Buck Johnson, abandoned us, we Simp. got to meet a new friend named Zach. And Zach was cool. So... We talked, we spent three hours, we were supposed to talk about uh, uh, Father John Strickland's book. And I think we started talking about his book at maybe around the 80 or 90 minute mark. We spent the first like 90 minutes just talking about all kinds of different things, all, everything orthodoxy related basically. But we touched on the filioque way. We talked about uh, essence, energy, distinction, reality being personal, uh, the implications for that. And uh, we talked about a little bit about the uh, so-called Fodian schism. That's the part of the book that we were at. So we, we talked a bit about the implications with the Pope and the Catholics. We made fun of the Thomas for a little bit. Um, so all in all, it was a very, very productive, very enjoyable stream. That should be coming out pretty soon. I think I, don't, I actually didn't find out exactly when he's going to release it. But when it does, uh, I'll post it on uh, on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at RealKingPilled. And that's where uh, you can get first notice about it. Unless you go subscribe to The Age of Information, which you should definitely do because Adam is going to start doing shows again regularly. And while you're doing that, you should also subscribe to King Pilled, 
on your podcatchers, your podcatcher of choice. I'm pretty sure we're on all of them. Um, or at least I know we're on Spotify and podcasts and Stitcher, I think. So those are the only ones that matter as far as I'm concerned. If you're on a different one, then just get one of the ones that we're on and then listen to Kingfield there. We got the goon squad in the chat. What's up, goon squad? Mr. Patriarch. Mr. Patriarch says he notices. Do you guys notice? What do you guys notice? Tell us. We would like to know what you notice because we notice. We notice many things. I notice. Pattern. I noticed that you noticed. And that's why we're friends in part. So tonight, oh, Disgruntled Docs is in the house too. What's up, Disgruntled Docs? Howdy to you. And Silver Pie, we've got all the regulars here tonight. That's why I say the goon squad. Yeah. Well, you guys, you guys can be the goon squad, but you have to stop gooning. <clears throat> no gooning allowed. This is a yeah. goon zone. Do you guys notice gooners? Is gooning something that you notice? Because if you notice it, then you should stop it. Anyways, um, I've got a, a couple things here, the, some Twitter conversation that's been going on lately that kind of sparked some thoughts for me. And when I was on our, uh, a morning phone call with Cooper today, because Cooper and I talk on the phone every morning, it's because we love each other and because we're businessmen. Business. We're businessmen. So we have to have business calls like adults. We talk business. And so while we were talking business today, we started talking about noticing because noticing is actually an important part of our business. We, we have to notice. We're, we are obligated to notice. We notice many things. One of the things that I have noticed lately that many other people have noticed because they have talked about noticing it a lot is there's lots of noticing happening, especially on Twitter. Everyone seems to be noticing now. This is a very odd development, I think. I, I didn't expect this development at least this quickly. And Cooper, did you expect this development this quickly? Uh, regarding the Kazarians? Yeah. No. No, it it's kind of is, overnight. Yeah. Yeah, like it, it just out of nowhere all of a sudden. I mean, if you just told someone 2 or 3 years ago that this kind of I mean, if you'd have told someone 6 months ago, it might have been a little hard to believe that you would have this much open noticing. And so it kind of begs the question of why. Like why is this happening now? And everyone has their own theories about why. And I don't have a completely clear theory yet about the why. Maybe we'll come up with one while we're talking here tonight on this year this year live stream. Um, but <laughs> I think it's I think it's a worthy exercise. <laughs> you laughing at disgruntled docs? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the gooner cries in pain as he hits as he strikes you. That's right. Yeah, that is that's what the gooners do. Definitely the gooners. Um, it makes me think of the movie The Goonies. But that's not a nice connection. I love I love the Goonies. Have you seen the Goonies? Of course. Yeah. Ruth, what's baby. that dude? <laughs> hey, you guys. Hey, you guys. <laughs> what's Sloth. his name? Sludge. Sloth. Sloth. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And chunk. <laughs> chunk. Sloth love chunk. <laughs> 
that's such a legendary movie. So we have to, yeah, Samwise Gamgee's breakout, yeah. So we have to make sure that when we discuss gooning, to whatever extent we discuss gooning, we have to ensure that we're differentiating that from the goonies. Goonies, good. Gooning, bad. Are we using gooning as a euphemism for the noticing? Or are you just ta- are you talking about just gooning and gen- like separately? Sure. You could, I think it can work both ways. Because, yeah, gooners, gooners, that, that, that's an archetype. The gooner is an archetype, and that archetype works in both directions, I think. So, so gooning is, gooning is not, is not the same as noticing, but noticing is, noticing gooning is the same as, as, as noticing gooning, if you know what I mean. No, uh, Silver Pie, Silver Pie, yes, you need to watch the goonies. This, the Goonies is genuine art. Like this is back when movies were good. It's, it will take you back, especially, so it's filmed in the Pacific Northwest. It's filmed in the Portland area, I think, or it's set in the Portland area. So for me, that's most part of growing up in Seattle. I, you know, I, it takes me back to my, to my childhood when I watch it. Um, I was fortunate enough to grow up with parents and, and uncles and aunts and stuff who were all children of like the seventies. So they, were essentially the same age as the characters in the Goonies. So it was like a, it was a key part of their, of their coming of age. And they shared that with me. Um, but yeah, you, you, you have to, you have to watch the Goonies. Um, well, Emmanuel says, noticing thing reminds me of the song. Everybody knows by Leonard Cohen. When they say repent, I wonder what they meant. Hmm. That's an interesting thought. When they say repent, I wonder what they meant. Elaborate on that. <clears throat> Um, so yeah, so the, all this, all this noticing has been happening lately on, uh, on Twitter in particular, and Twitter is really the place like, Twitter is essentially the only, only social media platform that matters, except for apparently now TikTok. Um, I'm, I'm coming to understand that TikTok is actually really important. Um, but it seems like TikTok yeah. is, <laughs> yeah, TikTok is sort of like the video version of Twitter. T- TikTok is to YouTube what Twitter is to blogs. It's just like the micro form of the the macro content, and uh, and then yeah, and Instagram Instagram is becoming such a big deal in large part I think because of Reels. It seems like Reels is the thing that is drawing people there. Um, oh, disgruntled docs is noticing has been big on Instagram as well. Oh yeah, it's it's kind of it's kind of taken over, it, it, and I know that there's a substantial chunk of our guys who. They, what did I say to, on the phone earlier today? I said that the nobody is more invested in proving the existence of an insurmountable monolithic um, Kazarian power than the people who claim to hate them the most. Yep. So, like all the black pilled guys, yep. are are the ones who will argue you to the death about how no, actually this tribe is an insurmountable foe that absolutely controls everything. And every single thing that happens is an explicit plot by them to bait and trap people. And we, like, we've got to be able to walk, walk and chew gum at the same time here. Like, w- while yes, it is true that there are lots of these sorts of plots. It's also not necessarily true that every single thing that, that could be conceived as a plot like that is a plot like that. So in this particular case, I'm not necessarily inclined to immediately believe, oh, this is this is a, a an explicit plot 
designed to get all of the all of the noticers to raise their hands and be selected as noticers who are going to be fed to the machine. I don't I don't see a reason to believe that necessarily. Now it's possible that that is the case. So my mind is a little a little uh, open right now, but I do know that there are some things that we can draw from it. I was tweeting about them last night, so I wanted to share some of that with with you guys. But Cooper, what do you uh, what are your thoughts? You kind of shared some of them with me this morning on the phone, but uh, reiterate them for the people. Mm, that was a long time ago. I don't remember everything I said. Um, this is a problem for you, yeah. Yeah. Let's see. So, like, let me give you give you a better prompt here. So, okay. Charlie Kirk, Charlie <laughs> Kirk, Kirk is talking about old, old Chuck Kirk. Old Chuck Kirk is Chuck Dirk? talking. Chuck Dirk, yeah, Chuck Dirk. <laughs> my son, my son likes to randomly append Dirk to people's names. <laughs> so his it started out his his grandma, who he calls Gaga, he started calling her Gog Dirk. And then he decided that he has a best friend who goes everywhere with him, whose name is Pig Dirk. He's a pig. He's a pig named Pig Dirk because obviously. And so, so Pig Dirk and his baby chicks, and um, occasionally Callie the dragon. Um, I think there's probably some other characters as well. I don't remember their names right now, but they um, they go everywhere with my son. So, so yeah. So in this case here, we've got we've got old Chuck Dirk, and old Chuck Dirk is going on his his show. And he is naming them. He's talking about Zionist funding of BLM and all sorts of stuff like that. And that's like, that seems peculiar. Like, why would Mr. TPUSA be suddenly biting the hand that feeds him? So what, do you, what do you think? What is your, how do you read that, Cooper? Um, well, that the hand that feeds him wants him to name people mm. i don't mm -hmm. think charlie kirk has any original ideas at all ever mm -mm. he just takes marching orders and uh i guess the uh oh, what does owen benjamin call call the kazarians like grovelers or something like that oh grabblers grabblers yeah <laughs> i guess i guess the grabblers want uh Chuck Dirk to to talk about them. I don't know. And like call him out. I don't know. Maybe it is a plot. Maybe it's an op. I have no idea. I'm not nearly as online as you are, though. So. Yeah. So one of my first thoughts when I saw that video, and let me see if let me see if I can actually pull this video up here real quick. And uh, so we can actually know exactly what we're talking about. Um. I'm pretty sure that I, I... I am drinking a McFlurry. How's that going for you? It's very good. Okay. I found the video. Let's share the screen. It is this one. Share audio. Share. Okay. So let me know if you can't hear this. Now, we don't know what part I can hear it. Elon is saying is the actual truth. So let's go through this. Again, it's, it's double negatives and misuse of the word disinterested. It's a strange tweet that Elon pinpointed on here. But the first part is absolutely true. Let's go to this. Jewish communities have been pushing the exact kind 
of hatred against whites that they claim to want people to stop using against them. Now, I don't like generalizations. Not every Jewish person believes that. But it is true. The Anti-Defamation League was part and parcel with Black Lives Matter. It is true that some of the largest financiers of left-wing anti-white causes have been Jewish Americans. They went all in on woke, and it wasn't just ADL. It was some of the top Jewish organizations in the country that have done that. In fact, we have seen this with the recent retreat of Jewish donations that are no longer um, going to be administered to colleges, right? Mark Rowan, Leon Kaufman. Can we get that full list? It's very powerful. The part of the, tw- so that's totally true. And by the way, Tucker Carlson reinforces this. So I'm going to kind of, it was quite a day on the internet. Tucker Carlson. So that just for the, for those who hadn't heard, that's the context of what we're talking about. Now, first of all, it's kind of funny. Like that's relatively mild. What he's saying is relatively mild, but it also speaks to just how, um, I guess, overbearing this particular uh, thought control regime has been. That saying something that mild is actually, it's kind of shocking. What, wow, someone would say something that mild um, that is that obviously true. Um, but here's the thing about a show like this. A guy like Charlie Kirk, Chuck Dirk, he doesn't just show up and um, Magoo said, sounds like I'm on a room mic. I shouldn't be. You sound fine to me. Um, oh, yeah. It, my audio switched to my AirPods. So let me switch that. There. How's that? That should be better. Oh, wow. Um, did that make a difference? You sound different, yeah. Okay, good. Um, thank you, Magoo. So a guy like Charlie Kirk, he doesn't show up in to do his show and think about like like when I when I'm gonna do a show here, I sit down, I'm like, hmm, what do I want to think of what do I want to talk about? Here, I'm gonna talk about these things that I'm thinking. That's not what Charlie Kirk is doing. Charlie Kirk's subjects of his podcast are workshopped with producers and greenlit by people who he answers to. And he he doesn't just spontaneously start talking about something like this. If there's a a conversation happening like this in public, that is lagging behind the conversation that's being had in private. So my question is, what are the conversations that are being had in private? Because that would really tell you where this is going. My... I guess kind of my working theory on this right now is perhaps I'm, I'm not cynical enough to just believe that all of this stuff is intentionally orchestrated from the top. There's, there's, there's some kind of organic dynamic to this still. And the regime is not a single monolithic entity. The regime is a collection of people with different priorities who are all seeking to use various facets of the regime of the regime to accomplish what they're wanting. And it just so happens that there's certain people who are very good at manipulating that phenomenon. Um, in particular, those whom we notice. And so to have, it makes sense to have someone like Elon, maybe he kind of starts shooting his mouth off a little bit 
Tucker Carlson, he's a little bit, little bit more independent. He kind of like, I think Tucker probably determines exactly what he's going to talk about. And he has final say on all that. I don't think Charlie Kirk does. So Tucker, like Tucker and Elon starting to talk about this. That's interesting to me because I don't see either of them as guys who are at the beck and call of someone who's paying for them to do and say particular things. I think they've both achieved a certain level where they're free to kind of talk about whatever they want. However, they're also not going to start talking about this sort of thing without the awareness that there's some sort of institutional power structure that backs what they're saying. So what this tells me is that there's some kind of institutional power structure that has shifted to where there's now some sort of an interest in actually having noticing start happening increasingly toward a certain end. The question is, is that a, a, a Kazarian plot to essentially cast themselves as the victims of some new thing to continue the, the shtick? Or is it people who actually have some kind of vested interest in taking power for themselves and they don't feel particularly beholden to those interests? And I think it doesn't necessarily have to be either one. I think it can be both at the same time. What was that video you were talking about earlier today? Uh, the Greenblatt dude, what was he saying? Oh, yeah. Uh, Jonathan Greenblatt from the ADL was talking about how it was like some recorded video of him uh, speaking to a private group of people. And he's kind of freaking out. Like I, This stood out to me because you see guys like, like Ben Shapiro and Dave Rubin, they're also freaking out. The way they're, they're talking about this is not just like, oh, there's people on social media who are saying stuff that we don't like. Like They very clearly sense some sort of major trend and they're panicking. And Jonathan Greenblatt said that we've got a major issue here because the, the younger generations aren't as invested in our cause as the older generations. And basically, we've got a big marketing problem. Right. So this is in part my theory or one of my theories is that, yeah, kind of like what you just said a second ago, that uh, those whom we notice are aware that the younger generations are not all that interested in their uh, their nation state. And as a result, like the last few generations, boomers, Gen X, have been, because of uh, alleged happenings in World War II, have been beholden to those whom we notice. Um, people my age, maybe a little older and certainly a little younger, don't really care about that. It's like that might as well be like 400 years ago. Mm -hmm. um, and we've got other problems and stuff now. We just don't really care. So I have a feeling or it's a possibility that maybe those whom we noticed are concocting a new. I don't know, tragedy to try to uh, try to get the younger generations beholden to them. I don't know. Mm. That's one theory. Mm hmm. I like that. And like what Magoo says here, they're also noticing and it makes them uncomfortable. So they're, you're getting the dual forces of the younger generations aren't invested in the cause and they're also noticing and increasingly so. So they're becoming, they're moving and from- And you Right, right. So they're moving from not being invested in the cause to actually starting to, there's like, there's like not invested in the cause, neutral, and then there's like, um, like, and, and 
I was going to say anti antipathy, antipathetic, I guess, antipathetic. Yeah. Antipathetic toward the thing. And then there's like openly hostile to it. There's kind of this progression that seems to be happening. And it makes sense that it would start happening now too, because this founding event was coming up on, it's like been 80 years essentially since it happened. So it's basically been the lifespan of a person since this particular event in question. And allegedly allegedly <laughs> and the a mega church just ran an ad on this video <laughs> that's great <laughs> they uh i don't think they've figured out the, the, our demographic yet <laughs> yeah i don't think they're gonna be getting any ad money <laughs> yeah um so it's basically been the lifespan of a person which means nobody now really has any experience or a de decreasing number of people have any experience with anyone who could even claim to have been personally affected by said event. So of course it's going to stop mattering to people. It's becoming just a, an artifact of history. And the question of whether or not it happened is like, is kind of academic to a lot of the, the younger people, unless they have autism, um, <laughs> yeah. which, an which is a pretty significant portion of them, I suppose. Um, but I don't, I don't buy this as, oh yeah, here, what, what, what Jonathan says, I just noticed this expect a reorganization of alternative media behind the scenes elite appear to be shifting. That's exactly what I'm thinking. It, what this signals to me is that the elite behind the scenes, the, not the people, not the actual celebrities themselves, but the people financing the celebrities, I think there's been a shift. And I'm, I know that there are significant, I guess, pockets of the elite, significant in, in, in resources and influence, if not number, that are not invested in this narrative. They're not necessarily hostile to it, but they're just not invested in it. It doesn't matter to them. They don't care. They're like, I want to make money and accumulate power and, and do... Uh, trade deals and and whatever else, and they don't have time for the politics. This is, I think, this is part of to refer back to our generational gap conversation. I think this is part of the Gen X spirit and the Zoomer spirit, kind of starting to coalesce in a sort of prisoner's dilemma sort of a thing. Because one big aspect of the Gen X spirit was the rebellion against the establishment, the, the punk ethos. And Zoomers are really kind of like the, the reincarnation of, of, of punk. Like where the, where the punk spirit has really gone to is into the Zoomer generation. A distinction I would make, or I'd say, I think it's even further or even more extreme insofar as like, it's not like, okay, you're divining yourself in rebellion to this particular, you know, structure or set of structures. It seems to me that the Zoomer mindset just doesn't even care. Uh huh. Yeah. Just complete like, oh, apathy. We're, we're, yeah. Just whatever. <laughs> we're gonna make jokes about it. We're just gonna we're just gonna make jokes, and anybody who doesn't make jokes, or anybody who doesn't get the joke, or who tries to argue with the joke, they're gonna become the joke. So it it it. I think what I'm what what's happening is you have the 
you have the the Bezos, the Musk, the Zuckerberg, the um, uh, Tim Cook. You have all of these Gen Xers who are wealthy and powerful and very politically outspoken, very much on the like the political forefront. But that's just a that's just a fraction of the elite class. They have all of their generational c- cohort who aren't out on the on the front lines who aren't in the public eye all the time but they're awful powerful and accumulated lots of lots of wealth lots of assets and they want those that wealth to be preserved and they want stability they're invested in stability they they're people who don't want everything deranged into politics and into petty political squabbles there's still people out there who are like I don't care what your politics are I just want to make some money so that's kind of me. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of my attitude. Yeah. And I think it's, I think that's the right attitude to have. Yeah. I want like, you know, a farmhouse, a little homestead, a bee farm. Like I want to make money. I want to make money so I can get that. That's what I want. That's my life. Uh huh. Let me live my humble life, but give me a bunch of money so I can afford that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the dream. Yeah. Just, not spend all your time invested in the in the the goings on as we sit here talking about the goings on but like but like we're not invested in the goings on it's interesting to talk about it's a it's a you know like you have the the it was like the 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 meme kind of of the old men who just sit there with their newspapers and they just kind of they're sitting there drinking their coffee smoking their cigars talking about you know whatever happenings are going on or whatever but there isn't this like frenetic hair pulling out existential doom you know it's just like oh yeah did you hear what so-and-so said oh yeah ha 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 and then, like i want to see that spirit come back and i think that that spirit is is i think the potential for that is present in the the spirit of the young people the, like the the zoomer generation the people coming after that i think i guess i'm very i'm very white-pilled about the future. And I think that's hard for a lot of people. I think a lot of people have a hard time seeing an upside. They don't, it's, it's very easy to see how this, uh, the plane here is it's like, it's kind of like the plane is coming in for a landing and it's coming in for a crash landing. And it's hard for people to see how this is not going to be a crash landing that turns us into Mad Max. But I think there's lots of ways that it's not going to be a crash landing. And especially if enough people decide not to make it a a crash landing, it doesn't have to be a crash landing for you. It doesn't have to be a crash landing for me. I don't want to, I don't expect to have a crash landing. I expect to pay attention to what's going on and position myself to ensure that I don't have a crash landing and try to help as many people as I can in the process of that. I think that's, I think that's the 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 right attitude, the right spirit to have. And so then noticing actually becomes really entertaining. It's it's just kind of like it's like watching a TV show sort of. Being able to except the TV show is real. You get to witness all of this stuff and watch it and enjoy the show and um Emma Goose's white hetero males are back in military ads for example. That I do think is a signal. I think that is a signal. That's I don't like that one. Yeah, there that there's the black bill. 
the black pill is yeah. that you get uh but then I saw someone the other day, it might have been it might have been a, a random username here, I think, uh posted something about the the statistics of the Vietnam War and the people who uh like rejected the um the draft. And it was like an exceptionally small number of people were ever prosecuted for it. It like ever had anything bad happen to them. Um so like there's a big big hullabaloo made out of draft dodging, but like people don't realize just how freaking gigantic the country is. Like 350 million people is an absolutely insane number of people. And this the regime is increasingly more and more incompetent. Like we were talking the other day about the the infrastructure and like not having the people there to maintain the infrastructure. That same thing is happening within the regime. It's becoming more and more incompetent and deranged and degenerate. At the same time, you have technology that's like expanding their capacity to project power as they're losing their capacity to project power. And it's kind of like which of these is going to is going to win out. But it's pretty easy if you want to, to just live a humble, unassuming life. Don't poke your head out above the above the crowd and just kind of disappear into the masses because 350 million people is a phenomenally massive number of people. Yeah. Okay. 20% just ignored the draft less than 1%. If I recall correctly, were ever prosecuted. You think your local DC has time to go door to door to arrest people and bring them to trial for ignoring mail. Right. 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 I ignore all of my mail. I don't think I open a single, (laughs) I just toss it in the trash. (laughs) Oh, what's up? Shout out Zach Putnam. Here's the guy that I uh, was on the show with with Adam. He's great to meet you too, Matt. Thanks for the shout out. I'm starting now, so I'm a little behind. Yeah, man, it was good to meet you. That was a uh, it was a good show. I can't wait till you guys can see it. Um, yeah. So, so again, like all of this stuff is all like there. There are people out there who want to capture your mind and make you fearful. They want to make you live in, fact, in fear. I have some unopened mail sitting right here that's probably a year old. <laughs> it's just been sitting there the whole time. That's just been sitting there. Yeah. Unopened mail. I don't care. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> probably opening bills. It. Yeah. I don't, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Send it They'll to themselves. I don't care. Yeah. Who needs a credit score? Um. Can't get a house anyway. Right. Right. Tyler says older generations are kind of like dogs that do tricks for the regime because it fed them. Us Zoomers are like dogs that aren't getting fed. So we're like, eh, fuck you. Yeah, that's a good analogy. Yeah. Oh, it was zero point or zero zero point one percent were ever prosecuted for dodging the draft. Jeez. So in so, other words, guys, just don't even bother the white people in the in the military ads maybe that's a signal don't worry about it yeah don't worry about it shred your mail mm-hmm. i wonder if we can get in trouble for for uh for encouraging such things oh i'm not encouraging anything other yeah. than like shredding junk mail <laughs> the, the real iq test is getting a letter in the mail to die and reporting involuntarily <laughs> <laughs> 
you need to show up here so that you can die. Okay. I'm here to die. <laughs> it's like uh it's like people uh it's like jury duty. We were talking about this the other day. Uh-huh. Like a major flaw in the whole like, you know, jury system, you know, having a jury of your peers is that the people who end up on jury duty or the people who are too stupid to get out of jury duty. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so you're not in good hands. If you wind up on a jury, it's because you don't have anything better to do than to be on a jury. <laughs> you literally, you can't get yourself out of it. And that, and those are the people that if you wind up a foul of the law that you're going to have to be judged by. Isn't, isn't, isn't democracy great. <laughs> yeah. See, I just want a king. I just want a king that I go plead my case to him and, and he beheads me or he does that day. Yeah, exactly. Right. Makes it easy. All right. You're going to behead me. All right. Well, it was, it was a good run. <laughs> at least, at least I don't have to deal with, uh, um, at least I don't have to deal with chimping out in the streets. We'll say that slow boy whiteboard. What's up? Says I'm modding at Kotel right now, but just dropped in to say, Hey, thank you for dropping in. Um, shout out slow boy whiteboard. We had, Hello. uh, if you check out Slowboy Whiteboard's channel, um, she posted a video after our last stream that she put up there quick. So that's a that's a good channel. Um, you are a she, right? We're gonna wait twenty seconds for you to respond. Wait for the the stream to catch up. <laughs> oh, Chris. Okay, yes, it is confirmed. That's nice. weird. Okay, we got a <laughs> we got a chicken here. We actually have a woman viewer. It's wow. I don't know. I don't know why, but <laughs> that's funny. We were we were talking about this this morning. I said something about Slowboy Whiteboard's comment and said he and he said actually I think Slowboy Whiteboard is a is a chick. And I was like, no way. We have a chick watching us. Because it used to be king pilled for a very long time. I would go look through the analytics and it would be like 98.8% men. It just, I was like, yeah, it's a sausage fest. Um, but apparently now we've, we've, uh, we've, we've brought in the women. Jonathan said, we're allowing women on this channel now. <laughs> as long as they don't talk too much. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I almost, I almost doxed you. Random username said, "Worse, jury duty is full of women who love crime drama and think they're the main character in a crime novel." <laughs> yeah, that's really good. That's a great, yeah, really good point. <laughs> Time to be creepy, fellas. <laughs> well, fortunately, I'm married, so I don't care about women. Um, my channel analytics are all male <laughs> <lady>. too. <laughs> Um, <laughs> well, Emmanuel, <laughs> you're thinking what I'm thinking, aren't you? <laughs> the guy, <laughs> the guy who super chats in Mexican pesos is talking about how he didn't shower. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! 
This is what we mean when we say the jokes write themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Love you well, Emmanuel. <laughs> oh, man, that, that one might have given me a migraine. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, this is a problem that Cooper has. When he's strange, he already gets migraines. <laughs> Which would make a really funny bit, by the way. <laughs> yeah, it sucks when you're at the gym. <clears throat> or you're gooning. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, so back to noticing. So yesterday, uh, I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of interested, like I'm interested to see how, to see how much this is going to extend, like how, how far is this going to go? How much, like people are saying some pretty wild stuff on Twitter. <laughs> oh yeah. It's like, spicy. yeah. And I don't know is this going to be something that only happens on Twitter? Is this going to be, are other platforms going to stay the same or are they going to crack down? Because again, like these platforms, they have an incentive. It's easy when you're in the political mindset to view everything as functioning according to political motivations. Um, But there are lots of people out there who aren't driven primarily by political motivations. They look at things and they're like, we want more people on our platform. And we don't I feel really like care what Facebook, Facebook, probably not, or at least not for a while, mm-hmm. for a couple of reasons. One, it's all boomers. And two, mm-hmm. we actually, our, uh, our, uh, our resident gopher, Xavier, who cuts up our clips for us and spreads them out on, uh, out on social media, like, like sperm. Um, <laughs> Our sperm boy. He was just telling me today. Yeah, our sperm boy. Um, nut boy. He was telling me that <laughs> you were, he took a one clip. Okay, so he was looking at the analytics on Facebook. They were doing pretty good. And he says that he, there's a clear distinction between how well they were doing. And then he put up a clip of you reading from uh, Father Seraphim's nihilism. And Father Seraphim is talking about Tiny Mustache Man. And because you said the name of Tiny Mustache Man on Facebook, he thinks we're shadow banned because the analytics just dropped off and haven't been the same since. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, that's interesting. So I Facebook might not, there might not be a whole lot of noticing on there for a little while. They might take mm-hmm. a minute to catch up. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Now I'm curious to go. I want to see if the same thing is the case on Instagram because like, I don't know uh, about Instagram. I know TikTok. TikTok just immediately took down the video. Mm. He didn't get like, he said the analytics didn't change. Like he didn't get shadow banned or anything like that. But the video just got took down just because you said the name. You said the name ah, that cannot be spoken. Right, right. Voldemort. He, he who cannot be named. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of funny that like, like Voldemort has like a, a fucked up nose. And then you've got tiny mustache man who has the mustache was next to the nose. And I don't know. My brain just connected those for some reason. Um. What is noticing in Spanish? Um, um, I mean, we've got Well Emanuel here. Um, I can ask him. I think it's it's uh, notice, noticiar. I don't, I don't know exactly what it would be. It's been 15 years since I took Spanish. Um, so, so I started posting about this. I'm kind of curious to see now what wait, what what's the tenor of this going to be? Because all of this has happened over the course of like a week on Twitter. It's gone from, you know, people sort of 
kind of starting to make allusions to it. And it, it kind of starts off with people speaking in code and starting to speak more and more in code. And they're like using memes and kind of pushing boundaries with the memes. And then, and then it's kind of like, you just have a couple of people that come in like Miley Cyrus on a wrecking ball and they're just like, just naming them full throated and nothing happens to them. And it's kind of like, Hmm, well, that's interesting. So what if we say a little bit more and then a little bit more and then a little bit more. And then everybody kind of realized, wait a second, it's a free for all in here. And so everyone's just been going at it. So I was like, well, maybe I'll jump in on this. Let's see what we can kind of, let's see if we can start taking this conversation somewhere practical beyond just like, like, I think it's good to notice them. I think it's good to be aware of what's going on for the sake of your own self-preservation, for the sake of understanding patterns in the world and how certain things work so that you can, and you can make sure you either do or don't uh, get yourself in a, in a, uh, um, in a bad spot. Oh, here we go. So, the verb notar exists, but for this case, it's more like darse cuenta, become aware. No one says notando as far as I know. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, I call it a right of return to internet from 10 years ago. Yeah, man, wouldn't like, how much fun would it be to be able to go back to the internet of 10 years ago? Uh-huh. Imagine having the connectivity that we have now, the instant feedback uh, vehicles that we have now, but having the personality of the internet 10 years ago. I thought you were going to say something. No, we used to have fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so a couple of thoughts that I shared yesterday. Well, one of them is, so let me sh share the screen here. <clears throat> Grandpa Cooper's getting sleepy. Uh, that doesn't work. Okay. So <laughs> look, uh, it's a homosexual. <laughs> <laughs> Kidnaps babies. Um so <laughs> Dave Rubin says once they're done attacking them, the whites will be next. And I said. I said that so many clearly uncomfortable Jews instinctually seeing aligning with white people as a desirable means of self-preservation ought to be a white pill. So like the, the way that the, these people who are panicking, they're kind of running through the, like, okay, how can we try to be persuasive? How can we try to get people on our side to see things our way? And they have this instinct. They want to align themselves with white people. They want to say, Hey, your interests are our interests. See, see, once they're done going after us, then they're going to come after you. That, I think, should be a white pill. Because they see white people as something worth aligning next to. It's so and interesting how they just talk out both sides of their mouth. On one hand, oh, we're white. And then on the other hand, uh -huh. we're not, you know? Like, what was the uh, Ron Coleman, this one here? So he says, we're white. Actual truth. Guy says, sorry, bro, not white. He says, it's okay. You can still achieve. You'll be a credit to your race, I'm sure. So the space of two tweets, it went from we're to your. He's just jumping in and out of the white identity, however he sees fit. And uh, so, so really they're saying, 
your your ethnic designator is our ethnic designator. We both have the same ethnic designator. Look, we're the we're the same. But then they're also out of the other side of the mouth. They're going to say you're not allowed to have that ethnic designator. It's bad for you to have that ethnic designator because here's here's this example. Aristophanes did this great tweet showing all of the 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 way that the people whom we notice have participated in actively maligning white people as a cancer on society. So they want to say that essentially they're colonizing whiteness. They're colonizing the state of being white by saying it's our designator. Oh, and also you can't use it. So like they're going to move in, take the ethnic designator and then push us out. <clears throat> so, um, there was, what was the thing I was going to look up? Uh, I don't remember what the other one was, but this, this was very telling. This is what triggered a bunch of thoughts for me. So Dr. Taylor Marshall tweets, I'm praying that Ben Shapiro finds faith in the only true King of the Jews, our Lord Jesus Christ. And obviously Dr. Taylor Marshall, if you know Dr. Taylor Marshall, you know, he's just doing this to get a rise out of people. Um, but you know, what do they say about blind squirrels and nuts? Like every once in a while, you know, he, he landed on one here. So Bethany Mandel says, this is anti-Semitic. And what I want to highlight here is that Dr. Taylor Marshall's tweet is the truth. Regardless of what you think of Dr. Taylor Marshall, what he tweeted is true. Once again, I'm praying that Ben Shapiro finds faith in the only true King of the Jews, our Lord Jesus Christ. She's saying this is anti-Semitic. This true thing is anti-Semitic. So the truth is anti-Semitic. Think about that. Like, turn it over in your head. Contemplate the actual implications of that. By their explicit admission, their worldview and the Christian worldview cannot coexist. So that means that their worldview is not just not Christian. By their explicit admission, it is anti-Christian. And I said, what's the noun form of anti-Christian? They're telling you who they are. Um, so then this guy who, by the way, shout out Smog the Golden. This guy is absolutely fantastic. There's there's an episode way back in uh, um, in the, the early days of Kingpilled where I think we read some of his DMs to us. To, we, he DM'd Steven and I, and we read them on the show. And it is some of the best content. It is so, so good. I love Smog. Smog is fantastic. So he said, <laughs> he said that uh, by their core beliefs, Christianity and atheism, Islam, Buddhism, Hinduism, the cult of spiritualism, all these ones, they clash. He says some Jews want to get rid of Christians, but so do a lot of other Hindus, Muslims, and atheists. They deny Christ as king of kings, so do other religions. And so I said, I'm not simply pointing to the Jewish desire to eliminate Christianity. It's not just that. Simply wanting to eliminate Christianity isn't exceptional per se, as he's pointing out. What I'm observing is that the fundamental ethos that specifically picks out their identity is the explicit rejection of the fundamental tenet of Christianity. Namely, that Jesus is the Christ. There is no Judaism without the rejection of Christ. What's called Judaism is a tradition of people who explicitly identify themselves as those descendants of Abraham who rejected Jesus as the Messiah 
abandoning their God to war against him. This is, this is, I'm not claiming this about them. They're telling you this. I'm repeating what they're saying. And I'm saying, just let them tell you who they are. They're making this case. Let them tell you exactly who they are. So is your friend Gat or not? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we'll have to find out. <laughs> um, yeah, 2020, white people bad. 2023, look how white we are. Uh, random username says, toss Zoomers in the year 2000 and you get wild tech companies. Well, I mean, isn't that, isn't that kind of what we're going to get now? Like now that the Zoomers are going to start, like now that Zoomers are coming of age, pretty soon you're going to start getting Zoomers with resources, like Zoomers that know how to build a company that are, that have successful companies. You're going to have the Zoomers that are just fuck offs and the ones that never accomplish anything and end up like me. (laughs) I was going to say the ones that end up, uh, uh, I don't know if there's what's, how do you bringing themselves to an end? We'll say that. I don't know which, which terms are going to get targeted or what, but I'm (laughs) hot. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Those ones. (laughs) 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 Um. (laughs) Self delete. Yeah. There you go. Self delete. There you go. Good one. Thanks, Magoo. Thank you, Magoo. We'll keep you around a little longer. Um. Ban him. You, you, it's not enough to not be Christian. You must actively be anti-Christian. Joe Jorgenstein. <laughs> Joe Jorgenstein. <laughs> That's good. That is. Oh, transition. That's a good euphemism, too. The ones that transition oh. themselves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's good, dude. That's fantastic. <laughs> um. <laughs> No, like we're getting so so what is what is the what is the zoomer age? The zoomer age bracket is like born after like 97 to uh I don't know how long do they go? 20 years. <laughs> Life fluid. <laughs> ironically something someone is going to start like there's going to be someone who does that who says that like i identify as a dead person probably already has been um okay so so they could get paid out on their insurance that's true i should try that you have to figure out a way to game like the legal determination of when someone's dead Mm -hmm. how could you game that because i'm sure it has to do something with like like, I wonder if you could get, if you could somehow figure out a way to get a doctor to rule you as legally dead. You could like work, you could work it around somehow. So a doctor rules you as legally dead. So you have to be paid out on your insurance. Hmm. Corpse affirming. <laughs> Anyways. um, So Zoomers, something like 97. I was going to say 95, somewhere between like 95, 97. It's 97. Okay. That's the year I was born. Okay, so it's like the 
the people who maybe they remember 9-11. Yes, they might they remember 9-11. Um, so those people now, 90, so uh, 97 to 2023, so 26. So essentially 26 is kind of the boomer, or boomer, the zoomer uh, age threshold. <clears throat> so it's going to be 26 and under. If you think about the typical uh, career track for the average person nowadays, they don't start really, the people who do start earning money don't really start earning it until their early to mid 20s. <clears throat> so what we're going to watch over the next five to 10 years is boomers, or not, I keep saying it, zoomers who get rich and start actually being able to really influence society. Pretty soon, Zoomers are going to be the serious people in society. Oh, boy. that That's like, that's what I'm saying. Like, we need, if you're not preparing yourself for what a society is going to look like when the Zoomer spirit is the spirit of soberness and seriousness in the society, I don't know what you're doing. I know it's going to be a hell of a lot of fun and it's going to create a ton of opportunity because it's going to be sheer chaos. And the great thing about sheer chaos is that if you know what you're doing and you're ready for it, then you can really capitalize on it. <clears throat> I think it's basically all that I had uh, geared up in the, in the chamber to talk about today. Do you have any other current thoughts on, on your mind, Cooper? Hmm. Mm. I suppose you could shill, give the pitch for our. Uh... Are you drinking another beer? It's a Coke. Oh, okay. <clears throat> I was going to say, I got to go get. I think I got a bottle of wine somewhere. I don't want to let you drink alone. <laughs> well, I had another beer here, but I was trying to decide should I open the beer or the Coke. And if we were going to wrap up, then I would just open the Coke. If we were going to keep going, I would open the beer. <clears throat> Oh well, no, I think we can wrap up. So we Go do have join the we... Discord, everybody. Join the Discord because we'll probably be in there having a voice chat. You can come talk with us, come hang out with us. Uh huh. You could do that. We will. Uh, the the Kingpill Discord is is something that it's been around for quite a while. Started it back in the day. Had a lot of energy around the show. Had uh, um, a lot of people joined up, and he had a great time in there for a while, and then. Um, I kind of had my wandering in the wilderness period of my life and um, didn't spend as much time in there, kind of let the energy die, but <clears throat> we're picking it back up again. So change is coming. We do. We got some changes coming. They're going to be exciting changes. We've got some short-term plans and some midterm plans and some long-term plans. Um, after all, we are businessmen. Business. So um, businessmen. So, uh, what do you guys think you guys... of slam poetry? <laughs> Would you like to hear some slam poetry? Or some book Slam poetry. Or some some jokes. You guys like or some, some jokes. jokes? Some jokes. Yeah. You guys fans of jokes? Jokes. Are cool. Because if you would like to hear any of those things, stay tuned. Mm -hmm. uh, in the upcoming upcoming few days. Have you heard of fractals? Is that like, like the a, math thing? Yeah, they're like a math thing. They're cool. Cool. Have I ever told you about the immune system? 
No. Hmm. Okay. I'll have to tell you about it sometime. Okay. Anyways, if you guys want to have a good time, hang out with some cool people, then you should join the Kingpill Discord. Go to uh, subscribestar.com slash kingpill, sign up, come join us. Everyone who is, when we decide to uh, uh, make our move, when we decide to start doing the fun, cool stuff that we have planned, everybody who is currently in the Discord at that time is going to get grandfathered in to have access to everything forthcoming. So <clears throat> I think that's about as detailed of a, of a tease as I can give you. So it would behoove you, if you want to be a part of all of that, to join up now. Join up at whatever level you want. And uh, lots of fun things are going to happen. You guys get to be a part of that. We're looking forward to being a part of it with you. And we're going to be doing more shows more often. Also, so, if you want to get jacked. Yes. If you want me to be your fitness coach, we can do that. Mm-hmm. We should... Uh, Third you know position because schedule a call with Matt. We'll make you strong. We should take all of those reviews that we've gotten from the people who we've made strong, who are yep. really happy. We should post those on our website so that other people know about them because yeah, they're not doing anything. Do that. Just, we should probably do that tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're yeah. businessmen. Businessmen. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're, if you're a dad, Christian dad over 25, then... If you want to stop being fat, you should stop being fat. And you should help us help you. Or thirdpositionnutrition.com. Or if you're a twink, we can fix that too. That's true. Mm -hmm. If you're not fat, if you have the opposite mm -hmm. problem. Yeah, if you're skinny fat. You're either fat fat or you're skinny fat. If you're one of those, then we'll help you get strong. And or if you're just skinny, skinny. All right. See you guys.